Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Told. With Chad and Jade. Wow. Full I'm Jade. You're Chad. <laughs> full name out there. Look, we thank you guys so much for the support. Big news. We just surpassed 25,000 downloads. Wow. Since you people we started actually the podcast. like us. Yeah, craziness. I mean, it really goes out to uh, people sharing it on their feeds and oh my you gosh, know, yeah. tagging people, sharing the uh, podcast with their friends and family. And so we're just super grateful for you yeah, guys. We, we love our, our podcast fam and uh, we expect it to just continue to grow. And remember, we're always looking for ideas on what we can kind of talk about, discuss, teach about. So if there's something that's been burning, a burning question or something that you've been interested in, let us know. Shoot us a message, social media. Um, Chad, you can message Chad, you can message me, however you want to If you'd do like it. an answer, you should probably send me a message. It's if true. you'd like if to If you're ever in an emergency, I'm yeah. never the person <laughs> you want to call. If you'd like to sit in somebody's DMs for the next six to eight That's months, really true. Uh, I'm message very, my wife. I'm very bad. But um <laughs> no seriously, we are super open to your suggestions and um yeah. But let's hop right into it. Right. Today's topic have... is called traits of a winner. Mm-hmm. And tell us it's pretty plain and simple. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of seeing Christians and people that should be the best yeah. continually lose over and over and For over. Real. And from our life and our perspective, we've been around some incredible people in uh, Christianity, uh, in uh, business, right. in influential uh, positions in life. And these are traits that I I think every single one of them that have been successful carries. And I think what's super important is that you do surround yourself with people like this. Because sometimes life can feel like it is lose-lose, you know? And so, and it's not. It's not, it can feel that way, but it is not. But if you hang around people that everybody's complaining and everybody's struggling. And look, if you, this is a perfect evaluation time. If you look around you. And the people that you're associated with, that none of them are winners. None of them are crushing life. None of them are, you know, overcoming difficulties. And and you just find that they're just complaining about where they are. And it doesn't seem like there's any attempt to break out of that. You need to find a new circle. Yes. You still love them, right? You still support them. You pray for them. But that doesn't mean that you need to be on the same sinking ship as them. Absolutely. And I feel like these five traits will... Maybe uh, just put some things in your mind and in your heart and say, all right, I need to work on this or I'm great with this, but this is another area. I'm great at this, so I need to lean on this even more than I have before. Right. And the Bible's pretty clear about leadership. You know, obviously Jesus, he came and he really exemplified servant leadership. What it looks like to truly lead means to serve others. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is before you start serving others, you need to learn to lead yourself. 
That's right. There's a lot of people out here trying to influence yeah. uh, others. I freaking be, love it. Yeah. Uh, but but they, they, they can't yeah. even, you know, yeah. get up and at a normal time and read the word in the morning or they, they can't even get their lives together. And that's not in a judgmental way, but it's in a very real way of like, you have to leave yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. You can't give to others what you're not and you can't give to others what you don't have. Exactly. And that's why you need to invest in yourself. You are so important. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. If you're a Parks and Rec fan, there you go. Um, she doesn't even know what she quoted. I was quoted. just going to say, that's from a show? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just something that people said. Really? Yeah, yeah it's a great wow. show too. Um, wow. But you need to invest in yourself. You are an incredibly important person. You're worth it. You really and are. You need to invest in who you are, who mm-hmm. you want to be, and begin to change your mind and uh, begin to shape and form who you are so that you can accomplish all that God has people for your life. People can smell fake a mile away. Yeah. People can recognize inauthenticity a mile away. So it's not worth it. You know, we got we to gotta lead ourselves in order to lead others. Yeah, and you can be great no matter Absolutely. where you are. This is what I am fully convinced of. Everybody has the potential to be a leader, but most people never put in what it takes to become one. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. I was listening to a teaching no, the other tell day. Us. Everybody has crazy. the same 24 hours. Wow. But when you start, look, no, that's not the, oh, that's like crazy. That wasn't but the crazy part. When okay, you sorry. look at how... There's people that take the 24 hours very seriously and then there's others that don't. And you can very clearly tell who takes their 24 hours very seriously. Why am I saying it? Well, because I think sometimes we think that those people that do win at life, they have this magical allotment of more time than we have. And it's just not true. We all are given the same amount of time every single day, but it's how we use it and what we do with it that proves in the long run. Yeah, and most people are not looking to change the world. They're looking to get comfortable enough to just put it on cruise control. Right. Don't ever be that person. Right. God did not call Christians to just put it on cruise control. Whatever field you're in, crush it. If you're in ministry, just crush it, right? If like you're in business, build crush something it. significant. Absolutely. If you're in business, absolutely crush it. If you're a mom yeah. that stays home to raise your kids, crush it. If you're working at a grocery store bagging groceries absolutely. right now and that's what you're seeing in front of you, crush it. One is not better it. than the other. We've all kind of been interested. No, that's, that, that's not true. They're, they're definitely better. But where you start is no, not where you I'm, finish. What I'm referencing. Okay, sorry. So this is where truth be told is really real because <laughs> we're having a disagreement. Uh, but now so, you get to watch us resolve the disagreement. But look, the bagger is not the same level as the business the owner. The stewardship is the same level, though. The, the requirement to, yeah. The requirement to be faithful to yes. the task at hand is the same. It's true. It's just a different task. But you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go down a very long rabbit trail. But yes, she is. See, this is why people listen to right. this, though. I'm partially right. Yeah. This is why people listen to this, though, because they actually find this entertaining. <laughs> I don't find this entertaining. And you'll find that when we end this podcast, we will then go into a discussion about. And I'll win. Oh, my gosh. Because all we do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm just talking about. Faithful Please where elaborate. you're at is the most important thing. Absolutely. That is what it is. You and have so to be... For somebody who's bagging groceries at a grocery store mm-hmm. and somebody who's a multimillionaire in business, their faithfulness to their task at hand is important. And it is the same. For sure. It is the same obviously stewardship. different levels, obviously. I'm I not saying... That. I didn't say... It. She just looked at my face and interpreted all of my thoughts. It was great. But here's what Proverbs 22, <laughs> 29 says. Do you see a skillful man in his work? Don't worry, ladies. You can also be included in this as well. (laughs) Uh, He will stand before kings. 
he will not stand before obscure men. It's important to know that when you become skillful at something, Mm -hmm. you will be elevated. Absolutely. And if you learn to lead yourself, you will accomplish great things. You will go so far beyond. Look, I'm starting to be... I'm starting to get into circles and talk to people um, that are more influential than I have before, right? Mm -hmm. And as I'm getting in these circles, I'm seeing, and I'm also seeing other people that are successful in areas. And you start to recognize, not that there aren't great people out there, but there's a lot of people that they're just doing the work and like God's using them. And they're really like, they haven't sharpened their leadership skills. They were just willing and able. And what I want to encourage you with is like, man, if God could get a hold of you and you were willing to grow in those abilities, the opportunities are endless. If you'd be willing to just surrender it all to God and say, God, let me become the greatest business owner that I could possibly become. God wants to elevate you beyond what you could imagine. Same with ministry. Same with your family. God wants to use you, but you have to be able and willing to become skillful at whatever you do. Absolutely. Put in the work. Most Christians, here we go, they're lazy sons of guns. It's true. Most Christians would rather sit around and pray for Jesus to come back instead of do what Jesus called us to do until he comes back. Yeah, I was super convicted. Um, Somebody that I listened to, a a woman that preaches, um, she said, somebody asked her, what what are some things that would make you that have made you successful in ministry and one of the things that she said that struck a chord with me was i had to lose my love for sleep yeah and what she meant by that was how many times do we spend just being lazy sleeping mm-hmm. laying on the couch yep. being sluggish yep. when you lose that love for sleep and you realize there's a task at hand and we got to work 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 uh, and i don't know god just begins to elevate you in a way yeah. that's so incredible but so many christians don't do that right yeah we do we live our life on cruise control and unfortunately that's when we miss out on what god's asking us to do yeah and we miss out on what god wants to accomplish in our life yeah. you were called to be a winner yeah you were called to overcome every single thing you face and you were called to be elevated to the top like joseph right yeah. with everything coming against him he was still so skillful in what he did yeah that he was elevated. For sure. Uh, so let's Psalm, get into it. Yeah, Psalm 78, 72. With upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. That's talking about David leading his mighty men. Mm-hmm. See, it took that heart and it took that skill to lead and to guide those people. And we have to be willing to put in whatever it takes to accomplish that. For sure. So five traits of a winner. Here they are. Ready? Number one, they have passion. Winners have passion. What are you passionate about? When was the last time you talk about you talked about something, you spoke about something, mm-hmm. except that English, that your eyes lit up and you got super excited talking about it? Passion will drive you. Passion mm-hmm. will fuel you. Yep. And passion's created from a, from a deep conviction. Yeah. And passion is a motivator. Passion, look, will will give you that energy boost, that adrenaline, that that uh, extra, you know, umph to accomplish yeah. what you need. But you know what's interesting too is passion is magnetic. Mm, people, people are drawn to it. People want to be around people that are passionate. Yeah. Like I've talked to people and you ask them what their vision is and what they want to do. Like afterwards, you you want nothing to do with 
what they want to do. Yeah. Because there was no passion associated with it. Passion like lights it on fire. Oh my god! It gets you excited. It should like, when you share what you're passionate about, everybody that's listening to you, they should be like, wow, I have chills. Yeah. Like, wow, I want to do that too. Yeah. You should be inspiring people with passion. Yeah. And as a Christian, our passion needs to be rooted back to our our deep convictions in Christ. My passion for ministry is rooted in my relationship with Jesus. That my passion comes from wanting to win the lost, wanting to build and disciple people and build a ministry that's going to change and impact the world. Why? Not because I care about the glory, but I have a deep conviction that I don't care if anybody else is going to do it. I'm going to be the one that does it for Christ because I love him so much and I want to work for him and I want to serve him. And that's passion. Even coming out of you, that Mm -hmm. is what passion sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And passion is crucial Uh for you to accomplish what you need. So what are you passionate about? A lot of people, I think, live life doing a job that they're that they don't want to do or living a life that they don't even want to live. And so the question is, what are you passionate about? What has God put on the inside of you to accomplish? Because Mm -hmm. connected with your purpose is passion. Absolutely. And uh, passion leads right into the second one. And that is, they are driven. Winners are driven. Winners are driven. They're self-starters. Yeah. They're self-motivators. Yeah. They don't always need somebody to get them to, you know, it's like revving up an engine. Or yeah. I was watching the neighbor across the street from your dad try to uh, kickstart his uh, lawnmower. And it was painful yeah. to watch. I've never done it, but I figured I could do it better than him <laughs> because it was literally painful. But that self-motivator, right? They don't need somebody revving them, trying to get them to do it. Winners naturally have such a motivation. When they wake up in the morning, they're ready to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Yeah. As a leader of leaders, I always tell my people, I would rather have to slow you down than have to be behind you, kicking you, getting you going. Yeah. You know, and the, the sad truth is most people are not driven. No. They're not self-motivated they're not going to wake up and do what needs to be done yeah Yeah. they they need somebody to tell them that they need to do it yeah and that just goes back to a lack of passion yeah you know a lack of drive in the over the last eight years that we've worked uh, at his tab we've had numerous interns Mm -hmm. and i can divide the interns up on who was self-starters and who we didn't have to kind of hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And then the ones who were just incredible because they thought about it before we did. Yeah. They saw a problem and they and they went to figure out how to fix it. Something about that is just such a winning attitude that just puts you in a different place in life. Yeah. I was talking with a youth pastor who's, who's crushing it right now. He's doing a great job. And there's another youth pastor too that they're affiliated with and, and know. And like this guy's crushing it. And the other guy's, you know, it's just kind of blah. There's not much. And I'm asking this guy, what what do you think it is? He's like, it, it has to be drive. Yeah. It has to be that self motivation. Mm. Why isn't this person doing? You know, because this guy's listening. To me. He's like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And he's stoked about like working all of the hours, right? right. That that he's got to work to accomplish all of these things. Why? Because he's driven right. to do it. You know what's interesting is some people, like they just haven't grown a distaste for losing. Mm. Losing is not okay, right? I know we live in a world where everybody needs a participation trophy, trophy. but that's a load of nonsense. When you are satisfied with losing, you are not in a good mindset. Mm -hmm. You need to hate losing. I, I have vivid memories of losing. 
and kind of distract me as a kid that would just rage quit. I was a sore. I'm always been. I'm working it. I'm getting better, but I'm a sore loser because I hate it. You distract me as the kid that would like break something. I have. I could imagine you on the baseball field, like breaking your bat and walking away. Actually, you know what's funny? Uh, Cody and I, shout out Cody. uh, We were playing NCAA football and he was running this play. (laughs) I actually remember. Oh, what was it? It was a, they pitched the ball and yeah, yeah, it, Oh gosh, I'm scared. Where's this going? And uh, he kept doing this over and over and over again. And it was like a glitch in the game. And I could not tackle him and he kept beating me. Oh, Chad. And I turned around and I punched him right in the face. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, I I hated that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the right thing. If your kids are listening to this podcast with you, we do not advocate (laughs) violence. But you got to hate losing. Yeah. You got to just despise it. And I found that losing sometimes well, people puts, aren't going to like this point, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it, it's but, not very woke. <laughs> no, I know it's not. <laughs> but like, you have to hate losing so much that when you do, it's a reminder of like you're not going to do that again. Yeah. Sometimes losing once, good, like puts such a distaste for it that you're like, I'll be so driven, mm-hmm. I will do whatever it takes to not experience it again. Yeah, yeah. All right, number three, uh, traits of a winner. They are teachable man oh my i could tell you something i hate working with arrogant people that think they know everything yeah you know and it's even something that i have to check in myself all the time yeah of am i being teachable in this moment or do i have an i know attitude you know my three-year-old i love it we always bring it back to hunter (laughs) she knows everything hunter right now thinks she knows everything in fact she'll tell you i know everything and so why 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 does she say she knows everything because we tell her that she's a problem solver. No, because she's got, she said, because I've got God in my heart, right? Yeah. So this is where it like really bites you in the butt when you like teach your kid these principles. So obviously we teach Hunter, she's a problem solver, not a problem creator. And we've taught her that because you have God on the inside of you, because you have the Holy Spirit, he gives you wisdom and it's supernatural and it will help you solve every problem that you could ever face. Well, she's interpreted that as she knows everything. Yep. Um, and so having my three-year-old tell me that she knows everything gets real old and I get real petty yeah. because whenever she says it to me, I'm like, okay, what's 10 plus 10? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she says, I don't know. And I'm like, but I thought you knew everything. Yeah. That's just me it's being extremely petty no, kidding. <laughs> in my parenting. No, but there's, I actually get extremely aggravated. And Chad and I have both said to her, like, Hunter, people don't want to be around somebody that, that acts that way, yeah. that thinks that they know everything because you don't know everything. And it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. And it's okay to not know something, but to learn. Yeah. There's just something to be said of people who are teachable. Yeah. And you need to have humility. Even if you know more than the person that you're talking to that's trying to give you advice. A yeah. lot of times you automatically like write it off. I'll even say to the point where like, you know, I know some ministers, they walk into a service and somebody like they view less than them in ability in ministry. Uh, that the moment they walk in, they just kind of tune out and don't pay attention. Yeah. But I've always committed, like, I don't care who is ministering. There's something to learn. There's something to learn. There's something so to good. gain. You know, I've had young people that know nothing. They don't even, I don't even think they realized what they were doing, you know, that, that God has used to teach right. me something significant. It's and so, so true. we need to be teachable. But look, not just teachable from other people, but we need to be willing to be taught from YouTube. We need to be somebody that's investing in ourselves and growing and becoming more and more skillful. You need to read books. You need to listen to teachings and sermons. And, um, you know, I'm watching right now a a training on something that I'm I'm interested in. And I just spent the last hour tonight and last night, uh, last night watching teaching, just getting prepared and educating myself so I can be skillful 
in the things that I do. You know, we were joking with the family today because um, we were talking about if Chad were to send me into a bank, I would not know what to do. I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to do. I just have never done anything I take care of her. in banking. He really does take care of me. My parents did it and then he enabled it. But, um, you know, there's really not an excuse uh, in the day and age that we live in. YouTube teaches all. Uh, I was very impressed uh, in our old house. We got like a really cute uh, light. Chad installed that light because he watched YouTube how to do it what we're what, what what kind of point are we trying to drive home with this there's really not an excuse not to know things in this day and age mm-hmm. you know there was a time where stuff wasn't accessible to right. learn knowledge wasn't you go as libraries. Easy. absolutely <laughs> now knowledge is literally all you have to do is click on your phone mm-hmm. and you're one reel away from learning something there's just something about educating yourself it's not enough anymore to just say i don't know how to do it mm-hmm. figure it out there's yep. ways to figure it out yep and when you're be- when you become teachable from and you you should learn right and learn from winners you learn to be a winner too right and you learn to overcome you learn to get elevated you learn new strategies wisdom and understanding from people that can help absolutely number Number four they're problem problem solvers number four they're problem solvers (laughs) or and and i think this is actually it I, i heard a statement uh, you get paid to the level of problems that you solve. Ooh, that's good. Right? Your income is determined by the level of problems that you serve. Let's be real, right? The CEO versus the person working in the um, assembly line, they're both people. They both have great potential. They're both probably working equivalently as hard. But one has the ability to solve the problem up here. Yeah. And the other has the problem, the ability to solve the problem down here. And there is a reality that you need to know that you need to be a problem solver. I just said it and prayed it with Hunter tonight. Had to repeat it after me. I'm a problem solver. Why? Because people, we are going to run into problems. Absolutely. Every Not day, everything honestly. goes our way. Not everything works out the way we planned it and wanted it and desired it. Yeah. So what happens when there's a wrench in it? Right? What happens when it will do a, a South African quote for our nine percent of South African viewers? <laughs> There's a spanner in the works, yeah. right? Yeah. Like what happens yeah. when things do not go as you plan them? Right. You have to be able to adapt and overcome. You have to be able to adjust the plan, solve the problem, yeah. figure out how to get through that hurdle, whatever it takes. Yeah. And sometimes solving that problem, and this takes maturity is changing perspective For or sure. getting different perspective. I know people that they get such tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. When there's a problem, they get obsessed and they, you know, fixate on it. Exactly. And you oftentimes can't solve the problem with the same level or same kind of For thinking sure. that got you into that problem. That's right. And we need fresh perspective. We need to take a step back and and, and look at the whole picture and mm-hmm. see sometimes it's asking the Holy Spirit, hey, how do I do this better? Hey, what's your perspective? Yeah, what's your perspective? How can I do this? Asking somebody that you trust, somebody that's a leader in your life, whatever it may be. Right, because often we have blind spots and that's where it's so good to have people that you trust in your life to say, hey, I have a blind spot in this area. What what was your perspective on it? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? Um, I feel like a lot of life really is problem solving, right? Relationships is constantly problem solving. Work, it's constantly probably problem solving. Parenting is constantly problem solving. Problems aren't necessarily a bad thing. 
right? They're just things that you run into where you Mm -hmm. have to navigate a decision or what am I going to do or which way am I going to go with this? And so it's constant problem Mm -hmm. solving. So you almost have to get a talent for problem solving and navigation, if you will. Yep. And and, and invest in it, man. Become a great problem solver. A problem solver. Become a great problem problem solver. Have you been talking to kids a ton? It's so important. And I just need you to get this. If you don't solve problems, they do not go away. Oh, yeah. You can't most bury people, your head in the sand. Most people like to pretend that the problem mm-hmm. isn't there mm-hmm. until it's such a big mountain that they can't actually avoid it. Yeah. Fix a lot it of while times, it's small. Yeah, exa- exactly. A lot of times, if you just ad- address it immediately yeah. and deal with it right when it, it comes up, it's easier. It's quicker. Yeah. It, it, it and it works out better on and your you behalf. Sleep more peacefully at night. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Number five. They are systematic. So let's just go over them real quick, though, yeah. before we go into number five. So traits of a winner. They have passion. They're driven. They're teachable. They're problem solvers. And number five, they're systemat- systematic. If you don't have systems in your life, right? Systems like, so, and structures. So say you figure out this great way to to become more efficient or some great way to disciple somebody mm. or some way that you know it solves a problem somewhere if you don't know how you did it you can't replicate it and oftentimes right. Right. Mo- like people they they stumble on something incredible but it's not systematic so they don't know how to replicate it right i feel right? like it's almost like living accidentally right oh i accidentally did really good at that. Yeah. Don't know how to do it yeah. again. I don't know how to do it again. Yeah. Uh, somebody said it for all of our uh, church people. Your church will rise and fall in the systems and structures that you have. Right? They'll rise and fall because that's what's holding it up. That's the bones mm. to your organization. Even in business, your business will rise and fall on the, the systems, systems and, structures. and structures that you have because they're the bones. They're the structure to what Everything else is built on. Let's get even more practical. Your marriage, yeah. your marriage will rise and fall on the systems and structures that you have in place. Parenting, yeah. systems and structures. Your relationship this with God. This applies to yeah. every, oh my gosh, your relationship yeah. with God, systems oh my gosh. and structures. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm not shocked that you said it. I just didn't thought it was think a great point. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you have to be systematic. What does that mean? You need habits. You need disciplines. You need to set stuff in your life. Maybe you want to focus on exercise. Set something up. Maybe, well, obviously you should be focusing on building a relationship with Jesus. Right? Every single morning, I pull out my Bible. I pray. I spend time in worship and praise. I have systems, systems that I do every single day. In the car rides, I use them wisely. I'm either investing in my spiritual growth or my leadership. I am praying. I am listening to worship. I have it so that when I get into a car, it's the first thing that I do if I am alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, systems and structure. Like, how do I do stuff? How to become more efficient? All of these things. Because what systems and structures do is they make you more efficient. My dad would always say this, consistency is everything. See, consistently praying will accomplish much more than praying for six hours every two weeks, mm-hmm. right? Like getting all excited and getting passionate and, and, and just going all in for two hour, uh, six hours every, every other week or once a month. But you would actually become more efficient if you were just doing it 20 minutes a day every single day. Right. See, that is your key. Your discipline 
is going to determine how well you can lead yourself. If you cannot discipline yourself, regulate yourself, control what you do, when you do it, how you do it, then you are actually being controlled by the lust of the flesh, Mm. which is contrary to being led by the Spirit of God. See, when you have control of self, which is a fruit of the Spirit, and you regulate yourself, and you have these disciplines, it's actually an evidence of serving God correctly. So you need to oftentimes evaluate your life and whatever is chaotic. And I understand, well, it just gets mundane. Look, you can change these things up. You can switch them around. It doesn't mean you have to do it like with my Bible reading. I change how I read the Bible because I can get bored reading the Bible yeah, the same way. I was actually way. shocked. Chad is a strange individual that only highlights his Bible in yellow. And as long as I've known him, has only highlighted mm-hmm. his Bible in yellow. And all of a sudden, I saw orange in his Bible. Mm-hmm. I fell over in shock. Yeah, yeah. Because what I did is for the first two years, <laughs> I highlighted it in all yellow. <laughs> and now I'm going to take a whole year and highlight in all orange. And then the next year, I'm going to highlight in Look a different color. Look at you color. just switching and, things up. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to, right? And even how I read and how I study, those are all important things. And when you start to do these things, right, you become a leader of yourself. Absolutely. And when you can lead yourself, you you become qualified to lead others as well. And God wants you to lead people. God wants you to be the best in your workplace. God wants you to um, be so incredible. Uh, Actually, I was just hearing a story about a guy that works at uh, a department store. And somebody that works at that same department store heard, overheard the store managers talking about this other guy that he's friends with. Okay. And the guy's a Christian. And they're saying, you know, he was with us. He got some other job offers. And he wants Sundays off. And he's not negotiating. But managers, they don't get Sundays off. So I don't know how he's going to do it. And there's one manager talking to the other. And the guy said, I think we have to give him what he wants. Wow. Because this guy's numbers are off the charts. Wow. They don't want to lose him. And this guy became so valuable. He was irreplaceable. He was irreplaceable to the point where other people had to compromise what they were doing because he was so excellent. Wow. That's good. Man, that's somebody that's going to rise to the top. Yeah. That's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's somebody I want on my staff. That's somebody that I want to be. That's somebody that's going to inspire others, man. Don't think that you can't be great wherever you are. Absolutely. Start wherever you are and see, right? What was our scripture? Do you see a man that's skillful in his work? He will stand before kings and he will not stand before obscure men. Your gifts, when they're well stewarded, they will put you before people of great influence and you will become a person of great influence and then you can build the kingdom of God. You'll be a winner who wins. 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 (laughs) No matter what. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.